broadcasting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S., this is unofficial remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bull. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unofficial Remote. Join, I'm Jeff. Okay. Hey. As always, by Kim. Hello. How are you? You? Good, good. How's the week been? Well, leading question, I know. <laughs> it's it's been a, a long week. Know. It's been a yeah. long week. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a little de departure here from our normal chat, but it's not really so much of a departure because it does affect us yeah. directly. So the situation, you know, at the Capitol um, that happened this week, and uh, we wanted to kind of give it some perspective on and how that affects remote work. You might not think it does on the surface, but in oh, it actuality, does. It, it does. Yeah, yeah, it has a, it can have a direct impact. Yeah, so. it was, I mean, the week overall was very tense leading up to, um, you know, the, the electoral vote count. You know, there was a feeling that, you know, something was going down and we were all sad to see that, you know, there would be any kind of strife there. But of course there was, but it was very, difficult, very painful um, to watch what happened in the uh, U.S. Capitol this weekend has left everybody kind of feeling, myself obviously included, just very uneasy. Yeah. But, you know, as, as part of a remote team, you and I were talking earlier, um, you and I both work as members of international teams. Right. You know, so right. the majority of my team, uh, most of us are, are U.S. based, but we have folks that are in um, South Africa and France and uh, other parts of the world. And, and, you know, previous teams, I've worked with um, team members and, and you know, colleagues in China. And it's always been surprising to me to see or to, uh, you know, to hear them ask questions. They have a very vested interest and they're very aware of what is happening um, in the U.S. Yeah, and very, uh, yeah, like we were, we were talking earlier, it's like some sometimes even more aware than our own mm. citizens about what's going on in our country. So, which is always interesting to hear. Yeah, because bring up topics. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm aware of Brexit. I have, uh, you know, friends right. in the EU, particularly in the UK, and followed Brexit very closely, but never from a, a place that felt that it would have an influence, you know, over my, you know, my lived experience. But that, you know, just this week, kind of really thinking about it, understanding that. That's not always the case, you know, for maybe for folks that are working as members of a remote team internationally, there is a, a vested interest, not just in their own government, because the the U.S. is, you know, hopefully collaborating, you know, a lot with with other countries. But you had pointed out earlier, and I, I you know, I, I hadn't even sadly had thought about it at that moment, that they have a concern about that because that could influence their ability to work as a member of a remote U.S. based team. Yeah, some countries are very restrictive on what they'll allow their citizens to to do, and so you have to get you know government approval to actually go outside of the country as far as internet access. And so, for teams like that or members of a team, they, you know the politics can really play a big factor, and if they're even allowed to have a job. Yeah, I don't think it's so much the case with people that are working in France or South Africa, but I know team members that I've worked with that are in China, 
right? Yeah, you how how they join team meetings. Um, you know, often maybe done through uh, like a meeting platform, maybe like Google Meet at some point, or a different meeting platform at a different point, depending on what's approved by the government at that time. We find ourselves right now. I think it was just yesterday. Um, we saw the leadership of China that the you know kind of tensions are raising or, or being raised in in light of what has happened this week, um, and ha- that anxiety may be added to folks that are working from China. Yeah. Um, when tensions are raised, and we see um, just different you know policies being put in place or whatever the case may be limiting potentially their, their ability to, to join yeah. their, their team. Yeah. Some of the platforms you take for granted that you can use, you know, like yeah. Zoom, Google meet, those sorts of things, other countries, they have very specific, you know, applications that they can use because, you know, they, their governments require certain things from those companies and some aren't willing to, to jump through the hoops. So, you know, that's why, we're limited on what we can use to talk to our, you know, developers in China. You know, it's certain applications and some you can't. So, which is a challenge because I've talked yeah. many times about how when I joined a remote team, feeling that my ability to collaborate, that cross collaboration, you know, occurring right. at, a, at a much grander scale than when I was co-located in an office with somebody, that was not the case when connecting or collaborating with somebody specifically in China, just in my experience, I think probably that that applies to other countries as well. I haven't had that opportunity. So, you know, whether that be South Africa or France or Sweden, China has been the one that there are, there are obstacles to, to kind of right. overcome, to be able to do that. You have to work to be able to collaborate. And I think we have to be cognizant of that and work harder, not just like bypass that opportunity to collaborate with them because there are additional challenges to that, but work harder to collaborate, not dismiss it because it might take a couple extra steps or clicks or whatever um, to yeah, make sure. It's definitely, it's definitely worth it. We've both seen that it's definitely yeah. worth it. They bring a lot of value to the table and just even just the personal level. Yeah. yeah. I've... Um, I have been so, my life has just been so enriched by the people that I've been able to work with um, that are outside of the U.S. You know, I, I, I've been very open with some of my most treasured friendships have been established in a remote setting. Yeah. And the same is true for uh, my remote colleagues as, or my international colleagues as well. Um, well. You have more, now with the company you're with, you have even more countries involved in that remote work as your working colleagues are spread all over many more places on the globe than they have been in the past. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all, all, you know, so South Africa, Sweden, France, however, all primary, you know, English uh, as a first language or as a second language. Mm-hmm. So not the, the challenges have not been there as, as much as it has been in the past, um, you know, connecting with uh, colleagues that are in China. But it's just—it's always striking to me how in tune people outside of the U.S. are with what is happening within the U.S. And being a, a member of a remote team that gives you that unique perspective, that unique experience, and it really helps just develop a deeper insight into your role, you know, in, in, on a global scale. You yeah. know, not not your role individually, but but our collective role as U.S. citizens 
and um, what happens here and how it does absolutely impact um, our, our colleagues and colleagues to come, you know, in the future right. yeah. or just individuals um, around the world. So it, it's been interesting this week to, to kind of just see them very concerned and, and worried for, for those of us in the U.S. and asking how everybody is and um, but also clearly yeah, there's anxiety on from the, for themselves as well. Um, but yeah, so it, it's been a long week. And uh, so we'll see. We have the inauguration coming up on January 20th. So we have 12 days, 12 days, yeah. <laughs> 12 days between now and then. 12 days. Yes. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Things can move quickly, obviously. So, and, and they really are. And I, and I, I do believe that on the other side of this, that we might see some changes in the remote landscape. Yeah, Which is a big what... concern because you don't know, because, you know, you don't know these people that are making the rules, they don't work remote. Or ever have that, the, the context to understand the decisions that Correct. are being made have yeah. those far reaching impacts. Um, I would hope that they would get advice from people that actually work remotely and, you know, take that yeah. into consideration, but we know how that always goes. So I'm not going to hold my breath, but yeah. yeah, you're definitely right. That can, it's a big concern. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have to see how it shakes out. Um, but you know what, Kim, we're going to be on top of it. <laughs> we will let our listeners know. <laughs> as much as we possibly can, which is basically right. <laughs> what we're finding in our own Twitter feed and uh, on our own uh, newsfeed apps. But um, yeah, it, I think it is going to move rather quickly. And um, w there's just no precedent, you know, to understand what it's going to look like on the other side. But um, one of the, the big you know, primary benefits to, for companies going remotely is the ability to attract talent that's not local. So if you're a brick and mortar business, yep. you know, when you, you know, put out a job listing, you're recruiting people that are local, you know, geographically local to your business. When a company goes remote, when they make that choice, that decision to transition, they can now attract talent globally, which is an amazing thing to be able to do to bring together yeah. the team, very specific, you know, just a, you know, you, you bring in talent that just is, is perfectly is a perfect fit tough when you're a remote worker because you're competing with members right. on a global yeah. scale, you know, so that, that can, you know, of course present a challenge, but um, when we see anything that kind of comes into play that closes those borders, those remote borders, um, it's, it's concerning. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I, I would, I would defend it. I would, I would work to maintain those, that open ability to, to kind of bring together teams on a global scale and, um, eliminate or reduce at least any like those obstacles of connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think either one of us want to go back to, uh, <laughs> an office <laughs> or a bunker, no. as I used to call it. Yeah, a bunker. No, <laughs> no, no. My what? One of my last co-located when I was working in the nonprofit sector. Um, one of my first, you know, professional positions. You know, not just a you know, but not my first salary positions. I was in a basement, no windows, no, not no windows, no nothing at all. Um, just a lot of mold and. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no sunlight. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would not, uh, I would not want to go back there. So you know, just like democracy itself, this transition into remote, we need to be prepared to advocate on its behalf. Right. Um, so it's it's incumbent upon all of us to pay attention to what's going on, and as remote workers, you know, as part of that remote workforce, to be aware of the value and the benefits to that, and 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 how it you know affects people globally. And if we don't have a seat at the table, um, we need to insert ourselves, you know, into that situation and do what we can to be a part of that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Remote Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and Kim. And if you want even more Unofficial Remote, be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.